Konnichiwa from Keswick Village. This is the Rorschach Japan update from the 9th of November 2022. A quick summary of what's going down in Japan. North Korea fired several ballistic missiles on Thursday the 3rd, including a suspected intercontinental ballistic missile. Some foreign affairs experts said North Korea's latest launches appeared to be in retaliation for the United States and South Korea's large-scale joint air exercise. On the same day, Prime Minister Fumio Kishida condemned North Korea's repeated missile launches and said they were a totally unacceptable outrageous act. Tokyo lodged a protest with Pyongyang via the Japanese embassy in Beijing. In a phone call later in the day, the foreign ministry said that senior diplomats of Japan, South Korea, and the United States criticized the North's actions and said they were imminent threats to the region and the international community. The United States' commitments to defense of Japan and South Korea remain solid. The Japanese government said the missiles landed outside the nation's exclusive economic zone and no damage had been reported. The initial alert had urged residents in some northeastern and central Japan prefectures to remain indoors. In more news on foreign affairs, the foreign ministers of the Group of Seven discussed several issues in a two-day meeting on Friday the 4th and Saturday the 5th in Munster, Western Germany. The Japanese foreign ministry said on Friday that the top G7 diplomats reaffirmed the importance of peace and stability of the Taiwan Strait, demanding that cross-strait issues be resolved by peaceful means. China and Taiwan have been governed separately since they split in 1949 as a result of a civil war and Beijing regards the island as a breakaway province to be reunified with the mainland, by force if necessary. The ministers from Britain, Canada, France, Germany, Italy, Japan, and the United States, plus the European Union, also agreed on Tokyo and Washington's vision of a free and open Indo-Pacific in a veiled counter to China's expanding military activities in the region. Yoshimasa Hayashi, the Japanese foreign minister, said at the talks that the G7 needs to push China to play a responsible role as a major power while notifying Beijing of the group's preparedness for cooperation in fields where they can work together. As for North Korea, which has repeatedly test-fired ballistic missiles, the foreign ministers strongly condemned Pyongyang's actions. In a session focusing on Russia's invasion of Ukraine, joined virtually by Ukrainian Foreign Minister Dmitry Kuleba, the ministers pledged to remain united against Moscow and support Kiev ahead of the winter. They condemned Russia for its attacks on Ukrainian civilian targets. The G7 states have imposed economic sanctions on Russia over its invasion of Ukraine, including the freezing of assets held by Russian President Vladimir Putin and the country's central bank. Other punitive measures include a U.S. embargo on Russian oil imports, and the EU and Japan will stop importing the Russian commodity gradually. On the second meeting day, the G7 ministers discussed the situation in Iran and other regional and international issues of concern before issuing a joint statement. This is the 10th edition of the G7 summit. They last met in September in New York, on the fringes of the annual session of the United Nations General Assembly. Japan will take over the rotating G7 presidency next year. On the 3rd of November, the United Nations Commission examining the human rights situation in each country issued a report on the deaths of three inmates at Japanese immigration detention facilities from 2017 to 2021. 
the United Nations Human Rights Commission expressed concern that there were alarming reports of poor health in such facilities and urged the Japanese government to improve the way detainees are treated. After the UN's report, the two sisters of Sri Lankan Wishma Sandamari held a press conference in Tokyo. Wishma Sandamari died last year after her poor physical condition was untreated while she was detained at an immigration facility in Nagoya City. The bereaved family filed a lawsuit against the government, claiming that the immigration office did not provide the necessary medical care even when her physical condition deteriorated. Her younger sister, Paul Nima, said that the UN report let the world know how Japan's immigration authorities treated detainees. She said she wants the Japanese government to change its immigration detention system. Lawyer Ibasuki Shoichi, who represents the relatives, said the UN advisory alone may not change Japan's system, but reform could begin if people speak out. He said this will not be easy, but efforts should continue. Overseas flights have been on the rise since Japan eased COVID-related border restrictions on the 11th of October. According to the statement issued by the Ministry of Transport, approximately 2,000 international flights are planned to use the airports in Japan in the first week of the winter season. That's nearly three times more compared to the same period last year. All Nippon Airways has increased the number of international check-in counters at Tokyo Haneda Airport from 24 to 48 to deal with long customer queues. Speaking of COVID, Cabinet Chief Secretary Matsuno Hirokazu told reporters on Wednesday the 9th that the number of new coronavirus cases across the country is on the rise, but the government has no intention of imposing new restrictions unless a new strain stronger than the Omicron variant emerges. He also said that the government's main stance is to maintain socioeconomic activities while taking anti-infection measures. In unrelated news, Japanese convenience store chains are implementing energy-saving measures to do their part for decarbonization. With nearly 14,000 stores nationwide, Lawson has opened a pilot store in Kawasaki City, Kanagawa State, and upgraded its refrigerated displays. The refrigerated shelves in Japan, where sandwiches and other items are sorted, are usually open, but doors have been added to save energy. In addition, solar panels were placed on the roof of the store. Compared to other stores, the amount of electricity used can be reduced by about 40%, and it is expected to save 1 million yen, or about $7,000 per year, in electricity costs. This pilot store will first test the measures to identify cost and power savings, and then Lawson plans to introduce such energy-efficient stores nationwide within two years. A Lawson official said the first step is to reduce carbon dioxide emissions. He added that a resulting reduction will lead to lower electricity bills and higher profits at franchise stores. Another major convenience store chain, 7&I Holdings' 400 outlets, relies solely on renewable energy. This number has increased 10 times since last year. About 40% of their nationwide grocery stores have solar panels. And to close this edition, on Tuesday the 8th, at night, residents of Japan witnessed a rare celestial event not seen in 442 years, a total lunar eclipse coinciding with the lunar occultation of Uranus, in which the planet is eclipsed by the moon. The cosmic show started with a partial eclipse in which part of the moon appeared to be missing around 6 p.m., with the total eclipse visible from around 7 p.m. to 8 p.m. The astronomical phenomena quickly began trending on Twitter as relatively clear skies in Tokyo 
allowed many users to take photos of the, quote, blood moon, the state at which a total eclipse gives the moon a reddish appearance. According to the National Astronomical Observatory of Japan, the last time a total lunar eclipse and planetary eclipse coincided was in July 1580, when the moon covered Saturn. The next time a planet will be occulted by an eclipsed moon will be in July 2344. Want to check out some photos of this cosmic show or to know more about it? Check out the link in our show notes. And that's it for this week. About social media, as we know, it's neither social in any real sense, and it's not media, although many people use it that way. The Twitter takeover has led many to abandon it and look around, and everyone knows that Facebook is a terrible but convenient force. So, our question, what do you think about social media? Are you migrating at all? Using Mastodon? Experiences? Besides Twitter and all that belongs to Meta, which social media platforms do you use? Where do you think Rorschach should create an account? Let us know at podcast at Rorschach.com. Mata net.